0: So, this week we keep up in our game
1: here with the with the guests, right? Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. I, I was uh, I was blown away when you told me we we had this.
0: I was blown away when I saw a, a phone number come up from Florida, and I was like, like a couple of minutes after I had your email correspondence with uh, Mr. Mero here, and I, I was like, N- no, 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 <laughs> this, this is not this, the this real not, guy. This is not a thing. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Mister. Mark Merrow, former formerly GW Bad,
1: Malich, formerly uh WCW, a former WWE Intercontinental Champion, oh, man. the wild man Mark Merrow, We have um Golden Gloves, Golden Gloves champion <laughs> Mark Merrow We have uh I, there's so many things that we're going to get into but let's just let everybody say hello. Mark Merrow, thank you for joining us.
2: Big it. Big it is my podcast How are you today, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Man, good to be on your show. I've been looking forward to this. After that, the seven questions from hell. I am ready to go.
0: <laughs> At least you know what you're in for, right? Right. This is this. The seven questions is is. Hey, do I want to continue this or it's kind of that that no. out where you're like, hey, guys, I got a thing to do.
2: You know, I had a chance to run, but I figure I'm going to put myself through this no matter what. Okay, <laughs> we
1: we, we
0: appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate your commitment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: so Mark, you're currently well. Uh, you're currently working on uh, a, a, an organization that you uh, have created called Champion of Choices, uh, also at ThinkPause.org. Um, can you tell the people a little bit what what it's about? What you're doing with it, um, I think it's a super, super important uh, cause. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I being, would... being, you know, I, I've had, I've struggled with mental health issues and stuff like that, and uh, you know, it, it, now we're finally in an age where you could be more open about it, and you could, you can tell people about it, and people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I've felt that before myself. So, can you tell the people a little bit? about what your organization is about and what you do and uh, and whatnot.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. I started Champion of Choices, uh, gosh, we're going on 15 years now, and it's been an incredible journey. We work with, uh, we mostly speak at schools. But we speak also at churches and community events and corporations all around the world. I mean, we went to Russia and spoke at schools out there. Last year, we were in Guatemala. And it's really just taken off. And we deal a lot with people that are experiencing, uh, you know, whether it's bullying or depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, uh, any type of mental illness that we're seeing uh, more than ever, especially, you know, during this pandemic. Some people, you know, we're all going through this, guys, but some people are are really having a tough time with it. So we've been dealing a lot with that uh, corresponding through social media and working and helping students to, to get through this. And, um, it's been I, I don't know, a passion of mine because you know I'm very honest and open. I think that's why people relate to my stories because, man, when I get there, I really open up and share you know where my good choices took me, but blatantly honest where those bad choices took me through drug addiction, through depression through anxiety or suicidal thoughts, all the things that I experience in my life. I think when I open up and talk about it, it helps other people realize that they're not alone, man. We're, we're all going through some battle at some time or another in our lives. And there's no greater joy than, than than seeing someone feel comfortable talking about what they're going through. You just saying what you just said, that you've dealt with some mental issues before, automatically makes someone feel at ease because they're not like you're trying to put yourself as something that you're not or trying to be better than anybody else. I mean, we're all go through something at some time or another. So thank you for saying that. Well, no, one of the things that. I
1: definitely noticed when um, looking up some of the videos on YouTube and some of the interviews with you uh, was honestly just how open you are and how free you are Super with, candid. with your history, with um, things you, with accomplishments that you made, but as well as mistakes that you made. And I, I, coming from the perspective of someone who's um, who's a songwriter and someone who uh, is a bartender and, and talks to people constantly and is always listening to people. uh, I find that incredibly um, courageous and refreshing and, and you're so right. Like it's, it's so disarming to somebody that's in front of you when they can look at somebody and they're saying, Oh, I'm not, I'm not alone. That is, that is one of the biggest things. And I was really impressed by that. Uh, What, what was it that kind of led you to the decision to start doing these um, like the public speaking and, and, and making this kind of your life's work? What, what were some of the things that made you choose that? Or did it choose you? How did that? about? Well,
2: yeah, it's a really strange dynamic that happened. You know, first of all, there's no better freedom than honesty, and you realize that. You know, especially dealing with what we 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 do about 230 events a year. We average 230 events a year over the last 14 years. I, in, I have oh, a
1: question about that later because I saw. Yes, that.
2: <laughs> up until March 12th, when the pandemic hit, uh, it's totally changed everything, and uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll discuss that also. But you know, I. I tell you guys there's there's no greater joy than helping another person but mine it was really strange how mine happened I mean after wrestling uh was over for me um I fell in some really hard times uh drug addiction got really uh really bad in my life um I, I you know lost everything I went through the housing market after my divorce and uh you know go from a multimillionaire to uh just hanging on and and having to get a job and 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 believe me I'm not being demeaning about this at all but I had to work as a personal trainer at a gold's gym and i remember people coming in the gold's gym and go oh my gosh mark Merrill, what are you doing here and i said well i work here they go you own the place no i'm a personal trainer you know and it was very humbling in my life but i was so proud of that work ethic and, the, and 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 helping people and stuff. Well, it got so good that I was able to open my own gym and hire personal trainers, and we had a, an amazing gym called Mark Merrill Body Slam. But I got a phone call from um, Melbourne High School football coach, and he said, "Hey, Mark, you know I've seen you on some of these TV shows. Do you, do you mind coming to speak to our players?" about, you know, steroids and drugs and things like that. And I said, sure. So I went over and I, I spoke to, I think it was 50 or 60 kids or whatever it was. And, and uh, I got some letters from the students saying, Mark, that was really cool, man. I really liked hearing your story. And, I, man, it really changed my life. It really made me think about some of the choices I was going to make in my life. And so anyways, I thought, wow, that was great. I answered some of the kids back, you know. But then that coach ended up telling another school And that school called me and said, can you come and speak to our whole school? And it just snowballed. And then I had a video that went viral. And that video has been seen by millions and millions of people. And and it opened doors all over the world for me to come and share my story about overcoming adversity, um, you know, believing in your dreams and goals, not being defined by other people's opinion and, uh, you know, being the best version of you, you can be.
1: That's That's great. That's an amazing, amazing message overall. Um, And I also found a couple of really cool quotes that are attributed to you that um, that meant a lot to me when I was kind of looking up stuff and and uh, and going through some of this. So I was wondering if I could run a few of those quotes by you and just have you kind of expand on them. One of them was uh, your destiny is greater than your history. Which, um, you know spoke a lot to me because a lot of times uh, we get fixated on like what we've done or 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 not being able to move from where we are because we think we've achieved something and we've got to keep pushing for it but you're still kind of looking at where you're at or what's behind you. And uh, so that meant a lot to me. So I was wondering if you could kind of expand on that a little bit, because I think it's such a cool yeah, quote. Yeah, thank you. I, I
2: love that quote. And, you know, I, I, the reason I really like that quote is because so many times we have trouble moving forward. And we we, we sometimes, and, and you know, as you get older, you get caught up saying things like, Man, those were the days, you know. <laughs> no, these are the days. Right, we learn right, from right. past mistakes. We grow in grace and knowledge. We accomplish anything we want to set our minds So, you want to write a book? You want to start a business? But you know, I really feel that you know uh, when I say that your 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 destiny is greater than your history is also to do with forgiveness. And you know, one of the things that really helped me propel my life is forgiving everything and everybody. But sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. And we get so caught up with beating ourselves up over a mistake that we made, whether it was recent or years ago or decades ago, that we just keep beating ourselves up over, reliving those moments. And you either forgive or you relive. And too many times we relive these moments of our life, whether it's going through a, a broken heart, a divorce, a loss of a loved one, or whatever it would be, you have to move on from these situations. You know, you know. There's an old Dr. Seuss saying that said um, um, it, it went something like, uh, um, "Be glad that it happened, uh, a smile because it happened, instead of crying because." Or, I'm sorry. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's was going to kill me now? Uh, don't <laughs> cry because it's don't cry because it's gone. Smile because it happened. Okay. OK, yeah, yeah. And so many times in our life, you know, we, we like losing a, a loved one, you know, and I, you you beat yourself up because you didn't say something you wanted to say or you didn't go, you didn't do something you should have done or you hadn't act a certain way, you know. But man, you can't keep beating yourself up over things that happened in the past. So moving forward is so important. And it always starts with forgiveness and forgiving of yourself is sometimes the most important thing to do.
1: That's all. I think that's such an amazing message and especially right now for people because people are dealing with so many different things um, from depression to losing people too. I mean, it's just a, it's a crazy time. And to have that, to have that mindset and to be able to kind of spread that around and share that with people is uh, one, it's an amazing gift that you're, that you're giving to people with that, but two, it really makes a difference. You know, just hearing that um, just reading that quote for me made me like, write it down. and go, I got to ask him, you know, like This is cool. I have a quote and I am about to talk to the person that (laughs) that I'm quoting and I'd like to hear more about it. And such a cool thing. Um, And actually, one of the other quotes I had was you you said it right in that one was your uh, either you forgive or you relive. And uh, I think that's an amazing one, too. So. um, So, yeah, thank you for expanding on that. I got one more um, that I that I really liked. It it was from uh, you were talking. It was an interview that you did with uh, Steve Austin that I, that I listened to um, where you were talking about friends are like elevators. They either bring you up or they bring you down. And I was like, man, I relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I've been the elevator, you know, in both ways. I honestly have. And I've had the elevator in both ways too. And it's, I, I, as soon as I heard that too, I was like, Oh, (laughs) I gotta ask him about this too. So.
2: Yeah. You know, I actually guys know I'm, I'm, I have an amazing faith, you know, and that that actually comes from it because I can't talk about God at schools and things like that, you know, and I don't beat nobody over have the Bible or anything, but you know, that is a biblical verse. It says in 1 okay. Corinthians 15 33, it says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And see what he was saying back then was, your friends are like elevators. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I just changed it around, but, but we become who we surround ourselves with. And it's so important to surround yourself with positive people because you ever, you ever like have a conversation with someone who's so negative, always talking to other people, always hating this, can't stand this. You, you physically get tired talking to them, whether you're on the phone or in person, you're just like, Oh, my gosh. And when you leave that person, you wonder, why am I so tired? I'm just worn out. But, <laughs> but now, now flip that, you know, hang out with someone that's upbeat, positive, man, you know, just lifting you, making you feel good. Uh, it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world, man. It's like you, you, you leave that place and you want to do something great or you want to and, and you want to work harder at something that you're involved with or, or doing, you know. So Uh, so I tell you, um, Diamond Dale's page is a really good friend of mine. In fact, we live close to each other now. I just moved uh, close to him about three months ago. And, um, you know, we 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 hang out and I've and, uh, been doing this DDPY yoga and stuff. And so it, it's so funny getting two people together that really positive. It's like you just lift each other up, man. And you always leave each other feeling better than when you came in, you know. And that's what we, we both hope to do with other people that we're around. Whenever I'm with someone, I want them to be um, encouraged. I want them to you know, pursue goals and dreams. And I always ask young people, you know, when I, when I have a moment to talk to someone or even friends of mine, you know, where do you see yourself in a year or five years down the road? And, you know, they may get, uh, I don't know. And you, 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 you start pressing them because you want to, you want to pull it out them to work towards something that's going to increase their life and give them value and purpose. It's so important.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. It's it's funny, like you mentioned, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, I also have been doing uh, the DDP yoga. I've been doing it for a while. I fell off at, during quarantine, and then I'm coming back on slowly. But uh, I had the fortunate um chance to meet him, um, and just talking to him, like you said, like, and I'm and I'm getting the same vibe from you now. Honestly, is is talking to him for like, I thought I was going to say hi. Uh, I've been doing the yoga. I really appreciate it. Can I get a picture with you? This is an amazing thing. And he like spent time talking to me about yoga and like chatted me up for like five, 10 minutes. And with like, I left that feeling like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta like do something with my, <laughs> with the rest of my day, and <laughs> it's So cute. you're energized from it. Um, and so like you saying that it, it, I immediately thought of that. And I'm getting the same vibe from you so I can only imagine being in a room with the two of you. Yeah. Uh, that that would be an, uh, an incredibly uh, positive experience and also energizing. <laughs> it's like, like,
2: there's, like there's you no, there, a few Red Bulls. There's an old saying, you know. do people like seeing you come into the room or do they like see you leave the room? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. I really hope they are encouraged when they see me walk in the room.
0: Right, yeah. You
2: know, like I'm on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome the uh so so you you do this on the road you you do it in conferences and stuff like that so uh you know to our listeners that, and and I, I think I discussed it with you as well that we we run av for conferences um yes. and stuff yeah. so um i mean we we've been able to adapt and also as musicians we've had to adapt to, you know and create a different modality to get out there and do things and um you know the technology in the internet age has really almost created a seamless uh gap. Of course there's there's nothing like getting in front of a crowd and you know feeding off their energy, but um this this has been a good way to to bridge that gap uh, I guess until we can get back to normal. Um how how do you find it? How do you find changing this you know feeding off a live crowd usually versus this kind of thing where you're zooming or yeah from 230 shows a
2: year you know you know guys this pandemic's been difficult for everybody and you know and i i really i think what's really helped me and you know it's it's and and it's gonna sound really strange but when i look back on my life in this chapter when this pandemic happened i'm looking at it as a really positive thing and and i'll tell you why i I told you earlier i've been traveling I, i you know 14 years of wrestling and you're doing 200 something cities a year and then uh, now as, a, as an inspirational speaker, averaging 230 cities, uh, 230 events a year, traveling all over the world. I've been going nonstop. And when the pandemic hit, it was March 12th. I'll never forget. Because remember, we got all these events lined up. March 12th comes. We spoke to, um, It was a, a, a. they hired us for a police convention they were having in uh, Georgia. I was living in Florida at the time. So we, we flew here, we did the, the the presentation, and it was the next day my assistant started saying, you wouldn't believe how many phone calls we got for people that were canceling because of the, the fear of this pandemic coming and everything that happening. And then it just snowballed every day, four, five, six cancellations, you know, and then everything was canceled. So we haven't done a live event since March 12th. Um, so now it's about rebounding, it's about reinventing yourself, so I'm thinking first thing, the first thing that happens you you as like everybody you go oh my gosh wh- what am i going to do you know this is my livelihood this is my staff i have a whole staff of people that that we work together you know and how are we going to support keeping this this going and everything else and what happened was you know my whole life i've been going so so much so fast nonstop and it was a moment to almost like <sighs> i thought what have i always wanted to do I've always wanted to live near my brother, Joel. He's the closest person in my life. We are like twins, you know? We're just, we could finish each other's sentences, that type of thing, you know? We've been so close our whole lives. And what we live, he lives in Georgia, I live in Florida. So for me, I was able to take the time, buy a new home in in Georgia near my brother, Joel. And uh, we have a, a lake house on Lake Lanier. And it was like this moment of clarity that I never would have had, If I was just keep working the way I was working and going nonstop, but now get back to what I need to do for business now, which many business people out there, people that listen to this podcast about reinventing yourself or rebounding or bouncing back or whatever you want to call it, you know, what can we do? So here I am doing live events. So what can I do? "Ah, let's, Let's do virtual events. You know, obviously it's not the same as being in person. You know, I did a college the other day, you know, I don't know, 400, 400 students. And, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at a camera. I have no idea. If they're even listening, if they're if they're engaged <laughs> right. in, the, in the presentation, where normally I could see what's happening, in the audience whether people are in tears or or how people are reacting, whether they're laughing or crying or whatever, you know what's going on, you know, and you could adjust your 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 toneage. There's so many things you can adjust as a speaker to 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 engage the audience. Obviously, when you're looking just at a camera, you don't really always know what's going on out there, you know, and the only reason I I do know is because I do get letters from students that saw me virtually that said, you know, you changed my life or even you saved my life or something like that. And you realize, wow, this is really working. But like anything, you have to adjust your your company, your business, and and work on things that are going to be beneficial. You know, as many parents, we've always said things like, man, if I only had time to do this or do that, (laughs) many of us have that time now. So, maybe spending time with rebuilding relationships. Relationships are the most important thing in life, guys. You know, when you're on your deathbed, you are not going to care how many followers you had on social media. You ain't going to care what your next door neighbor said about you or something. The thing you do is ask for your loved ones, your your, your husband, your wife, your kids, your friends, the people that meant something in your life, relationships, and we don't spend enough time building and strengthening those relationships. That's
1: yeah, great. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. definitely agree. I definitely see that. Um, I wonder, uh, thinking about like doing virtual talks and things like that, I wonder if you're actually able to, I know it's uh, got to be tougher because you can't, have the crowds and stuff but do you do you think that maybe you're reaching people that otherwise maybe you wouldn't have gotten because they wouldn't have felt comfortable going to a thing or they wouldn't have felt um they can kind of do it on their own in their own space do you think maybe you're reaching anybody different that way or have you found that you've been able to to do that at all or has it made a difference
2: you know that's really hard to gauge you know um You know, obviously, my events are mostly at schools where the kids don't really have a choice. They gotta go. Yeah, (laughs) get in there. So, uh, but you know, because of the videos that I've I've put out there on social media, YouTube, and so on, you know, seen by millions of people, we get letters every single day on how that presentation or something they saw changed or saved their life. Um, I got a, a beautiful one today that just. Just, you know, I, I, I really can't wait to write back to this person that sent me this letter about seeing uh, the, the, the presentation I did about my mom. And he said that he's had a, you know, he's treated his mom terribly and now she's very sick and he drove a couple hours to see her and told her how much she, but he, he played the video for her and they said they were in tears and uh, it just brought them closer together. And, you know, hearing things like that, the the opportunity that I didn't have was now given to someone else. You know, let my heartbreak be your wake up call.
1: That's that's pretty amazing. How has um, how has doing all this helped you with some of your own heartbreak or some of the, your own things that were weighing on you through life? Has has talking been cathartic <laughs> to you
2: in that way? Or... You know, guys, I'm saving a ton of money on therapy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That stage is my therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. chair and talk about anything that i bothering me or things I've experienced, you know. See, guys, you you know, the life's about gaining wisdom. You know, wisdom is is so important. Now, you can get wisdom from one of three ways. You can get wisdom from like mentors, mentors, your, your parents, a coach, a pastor, someone that's been inspirational in your life. You can get wisdom from books and DVDs. Or you can get wisdom from mistakes, and guys, I am the king of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to share those. I'm not holding something inside. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And when you just let it all out, you you there's just the freedom. Remember I said that there's no better uh, there's there's no better freedom than honesty and opening up and just letting it out no one could say well wait a minute you were a drug addict yeah i was you were <laughs> that yes i was
1: right right uh, yeah that's a that's a i can totally relate um i'm sure yeah. we both can just as it's, performers and as singers and you know songwriters and live shows it's that same thing it's like well yeah. i don't i don't have to go to therapy i just i just screened my head off for <laughs> yeah. for an hour and you know got everything out uh, or I wrote it down, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't have that outlet. So being able to come to one of your events or, or, or come to a show or see one of your videos is, uh, is such a, it's such a good way for someone to, to kind of piggyback on that, on that therapy, you know, um, I've always found that to be kind of a thing. Um, people retreat into, into songs, into shows, into TV, into books, into, right. You know, it's all—it's all just another way of reaching somebody. So I think that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that so as soon as you got back to me, just kind of switching gears just a little bit here. Yeah, we might jump around a lot. We might jump around a little no, bit more. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that I was at work when you had called me, and I got off the phone, and my coworkers like because I I ran out to the to the lunch or whatever. And my coworkers like, is that is everything okay? Because you know what, when you see a coworker leaving <laughs> uh, with their phone in their hand, going, "Yeah, hello," uh, they think the worst. And uh, I was like, uh, "Yeah, no, everything's fine." And they were like, "Is everything? What was that?" And I was like, "That was Mark Marrow." And they were like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and uh, it it kind of brought me back to uh, some of my fondest memories of of you and getting into wrestling was watching WCW Saturday night mm-hmm. and you coming out and shooting those, uh, confetti cannons.
2: That was, <laughs>
0: yeah. that was, a, 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 that was like, as soon as, as soon as I got in contact with you and, and you, uh, you know, you got back to me, I'm like, man, this guy was the coolest when I was, when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it stuck throughout the whole, you know, all of all of your career I, I was always a fan um you know regardless but um what was i getting at here
1: <laughs> you were just you were just no tell him you're a fan like yeah. i agree johnny b bad Johnny was, b. was, was, a, just great. was a, like when i was a kid um i well not that young of a kid but like a kid
0: I yeah, he's was, way older than i am by the way Wade, But
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was i was definitely a fan i love the flamboyance i love i typically liked uh, the the bad guys or heels. I was one of those. I I was all about you know like my favorites were like macho man and my you know. But for some reason, man, um the Johnny B. Bad character, I just loved it. I just I it was so entertaining, and um,
2: you know, when, no, I,
1: I didn't know who Little Richard was when I was a kid, and and it got me like to like Little Richard later in
2: life too. Yeah, I was and, like, oh you
1: know, yeah, this is it.
2: You know what's so funny about that was um you know I always um wondered if Little Richard you know enjoyed it you know they, they said the best form of
1: i was going to ask you that
2: imitation. flattery is the best form of imitation right and uh or imitation is the best form flattery is what the best flattery. Form of imitation right okay so um i always wondered if you like cuz um they had a picture of him holding my poster up at one of his um events right and wow. said, they say he's pretty he's not pretty show you the poster and but anyways this is what happened uh little richard died um about a year ago or so i believe Mm -hmm. maybe a little longer but his his driver actually contacted me through social media and he said um i'm I'm little richard's driver and i just wanted you to know he really liked that character (laughs) so So after all these years i heard that and it made me so happy to know that you know he enjoyed it because it wasn't like i was Mocking him in any way or trying to be no, you know, no, or anything. I always wondered, did he like it or you know, how did he feel about it? And knowing that he really enjoyed it was a great, uh, great moment for me. That's then, fantastic. It, the, best part, the best part about uh, Johnny B. Bad was that was character was developed by, um, by, um, Dusty Rhodes and well, Dusty well, that's Rhodes, what I was at. being my mentor, being, uh, Oh my gosh. I I can't say enough great things about that man. He gave me my break. Now I was just a guy that was getting beat up on TV for 150 bucks. And after one of my wrestling matches, he pulled me aside and he said, Hey kid, anybody ever tell you, you look like little Richard. And (laughs) and I thought he was talking about a wrestler. So I said, "I, I don't know who little Richard is. He goes, you don't know Little Richard. He goes, <laughs> I man, I <laughs> he starts singing Tootie Fruity. And I go, oh, you mean the singer? He goes, yeah, did anybody ever tell you, you look like him? And I go, gosh, Dusty, I never heard that before. He goes, I think I got a gimmick for you. And that's how Johnny B. Bad was born. That's and amazing. I, I got to tell you the most fun thing about being the character Johnny B. Bad, I got to work with Dusty Rhodes all the time. In other words, he would tell me to get there early before the matches, and he'd say, "Now, now, do it like this. Go, I'm so pretty. I should've been born a little girl." <laughs> and so he would do all the all the uh, attributes of Donnie B. Bad. I'm a bad. Right. He'd, he'd do all these fun things, and I would try to go, "No, oh, no, not like that. Do it like this." You know, <laughs> guys, I can tell you, I I never I remember laughing so hard at the way he was doing Johnny B. Bad that he wanted me to do when I first got it. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't know if I could do this, man. But, you know, I yeah. would love to see so,
1: Dusty Rhodes doing Johnny B. Bad. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Oh man. It was so, so much fun. So those are memories I will always cherish that I got to spend so much time as he developed the character, Johnny B. Bad and all the things we come up with the kiss that don't miss kick his booty with your two oh, different, you know, <laughs> yeah, fun. those are, those, Those are definitely a... like
0: you know listening to wrestling podcasts and and um you know like behind the scenes stuff. You know I listen to the Eric Bischoff show and the the uh, the Bruce Pritchard one and you know you hear all these stories about Dusty and and the type of person he was and I, I don't think I've heard a single person say anything nasty,
2: yeah, about never Dusty Rhodes because ever. he was just
0: he was just a yeah. a really fun person to be around that's a good example of your uh liking
2: yeah, watching someone
1: come in a room versus yeah. walk out of, you know yeah, absolutely.
2: like absolutely <laughs> absolutely guys he was he was the best and um you know he's free. he'll be forever missed and he he put so many people on the uh, on the map for wrestling he developed so many characters and um I, you know I, it's 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 weird you know like i look at all the paths i took in my life good or bad they all ended up right here you know where mm-hmm. i am today. and i often think if i never met Dusty Rhodes and the Johnny B. Bad character never developed and Mark Merrill never was made it in professional wrestling. Where would I be? today? What would I be doing? You know? So I think about all the people I had an impact on would have maybe never happened if someone like Dusty Rhodes didn't come into my life. I don't know. There's, there's an old saying, I can't remember who said it. Um, oh gosh. I think, I think it might've been Billy Graham, someone said to me, he, um, he he goes, Something like you—you you inspired a million people. He goes, you know what? I just hope someday I inspire one person that will inspire a million people. You know,
1: yeah. And you never I know I what hope, your reach is going to be. You know, you never know. Yeah, you
2: just never know the impact we have on each other's life. And you know, I, I tell you guys, whenever I go, whether it's to a grocery store or to a gas station or whatever, you know, I always try to be really polite and upbeat and and happy. You know, because I never know what someone else is going through. You know, you ever walk down a corridor or a street and someone's walking by you and you go, Hey, how are you doing? They don't say it because they're almost like shocked. Someone said hello to him. You know, Yep. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, I live in a neighborhood <laughs> that a lot of people walk their dogs and stuff, you know, and I'm out walking my dog every day, you know, especially now my dog's like, you know, fit, fit as a fiddle because we, we go walking all the time. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and people that never met me before. Um, and like people say, to someone about a neighbor that they're not very nice. Don't even say hello to them or whatever, you know. And I'm like, you know what? I my 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 mission is to get them to smile or 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 like me or be happy, you know. So <laughs> I I will say it every single time. Hi, how are you? You having a nice day? When they even talk to me or not. Sooner or later, they'll say hello or they'll smile. That's great.
1: Have you have you always? had such like a, an open and upbeat attitude and, and been such an open person. Um, and, and I asked because like the Johnny B bag character, when it came out was at a time where like a, a golden gloves, boxing champion might've said no to doing that character. Um, somebody might've been like, nah, you know, and, and to embrace it as much as you did at the time that you did also, uh, have you always just kind of been like, Hey man, I'm rolling with it. I'm going to have fun with this and do, and, and do it as, as well as I can do it. Or was well, there any trepidation?
2: When, when they offered me a contract of six figures, it was. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That'll change your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how gay do you want me to act? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was it was it was quite the shock when the first time, um, uh, um, Marlena was the one that was doing my my makeup, you know, um, right. and uh, she you know she had me back to the mirror and she boofed up my hair and did eyeliner and rouge and lipstick and base and foundation and all this stuff, man. You know, <laughs> I remember turning around the chair and the first thing I thought wasn't that I'm wearing all this makeup is like. I look like Little Richard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I never thought, you know? I had to shave my mustache real thin and and right. uh, it was uh, really curly. My hair was real curly. and Oh, it was just amazing. But you know what? It was funny because um, I didn't like wearing the makeup, you know? And I kept asking Dream, I go, do I, you know, once the character started getting over, I go, do I have to wear the makeup? He goes, oh, that's part of Johnny Bad, He's so pretty, you know? And I'm like, oh, gosh. And if you guys know, anything about wrestling you probably know that there's a there's a spot before you go out it's called the gorilla position yes. and that's where dusty Rhodes would have his headset on to be watching on a monitor all the matches he would tell there the other people there next to him and they tell the referee when to end the match tell the wrestlers blah blah, blah. there's communication you know so before my match i'd always have to go up to the gorilla position and i thought you know what i'm gonna start Kind of toning down this makeup, you know, like not wear my eyeliner or lipstick or something. And Dream would, as soon as I walk out there, you look at me, let me see you. Oh <laughs> I color on. I'd have to go back and put makeup on.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> great, Dusty roads Pageant Mom.
2: <laughs> One funny story, guys, was that I didn't wear wear, wear that red lipstick, you know, so. Yes. Um, I was I, I want to wait the last minute to go up to the gorilla position where they are almost like starting my music. Because they always say, Come on, get ready, get ready, get, up, get upstairs, up on the gorilla position, and the music plays, you go out the curtain, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to go, come on, get upstairs, get upstairs. And I didn't want waiting because I want Dusty Rose to see that I wasn't wearing makeup. And uh finally I had to go up there, so I just went up there like this. All right, let's go. You know, just hold my hand over my mouth, you know, pretend I was like itching or something. And he goes, Let me see you. And I like <laughs> <he> goes, <gasps> Get some color. And I had a run back. They, they paused my music or they waited until I came back with all lipstick on. You know? Oh That's my god! So, gosh. so much fun for that guy.
0: Now, when, when you moved to WWF, um, something, so you were wild man because you couldn't take the little Richard thing over. I know I, I heard that, you know, through stories and podcasts and stuff that Vince really liked the idea of the. The Johnny B. Johnny Bad B. character. B. He, he yeah. liked it, but couldn't use it because of uh uh intellectual property. Um so the the wild man thing was did you have any input into that? Or was that just kind of well um, we're gonna kind of
2: yeah, when when we went for meetings with with Vince and the creative team, you know, they they had some drawings done and they came up with this character, you know, wild man Mark Merrow. And I remember being in the meeting when I was like, oh man, this is like this is different, you know. And um Vince said to me, he goes, can you holler like Tarzan? I'm like, whoa, holler like I go, Vince, I don't got a very strong voice. Like I got a very raspy voice. So my the, the louder I yell, the more, the worse it gets, you know? Where you can't really hear me. I sound like like maybe a dog could hear me on another planet, but I couldn't, you know, <laughs> hear me. Um so Well, you've uh, been
1: doing rid little Richard for years. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh and I never connected with the character and it not a, you know, but it was one of those things where you go, yeah, I'll do it. You know, it's a, and um, I didn't connect with it because like, what, what was it from a jungle? What was, who was I, you know, and right. little, like Johnny Bad yeah, was just a flamboyant character. You could act as foolish as you want and people would laugh or just that's Johnny B bad. You know, I can have right. all these sayings and no one's going to say, well, that was stupid. You know, well, supposed to be stupid, you know? So Wildman Mark Merrill being a more of a serious character, it was just very difficult to um to get over as that character. And um, it was
0: it was a time when they had some pretty weird characters going on anyway. Right. It was yeah. it was a very it was that, that in between the the heavy character thing and then the attitude era thing.
2: Yeah, and, it was a tough time because we had the characters like the goon and TL Hopper, right.
0: like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Duke the dumpster, Drosy, and you know, you had a lot of weird characters that I, I didn't, you know, weren't really connecting with the audience. And I was one of them, you know, and, and I'll admit it, it was like really, it was hard to to do this. And then having a beautiful girl next to you that they're just yelling and screaming for her, and you're right. going out there and working your ass off and you know, they're they could care less, you know. So it was it was tough. It was tough.
1: Did what? you have any trepidation or, or were you worried at all knowing that you couldn't bring the character over were, were, or were you just kind of like, ah, I can make whatever work. You know what? or- I,
2: I thought I was good enough athlete to, to, to whatever they, what, I, I, I guess I put a lot of faith in what they thought, you know, mm-hmm. and um, what they, cause they've created so many great, some of the greatest talents there. And you know, the whole thing about going to WWE was about, going to the dance going to WrestleMania like mm-hmm. like if my career ended with just WCW I felt, I would never felt like I got to the pinnacle of wrestling when you wrestle at WrestleMania it's like you got to the pinnacle of professional wrestling there's nothing higher than WrestleMania you know it's like the Super Bowl of wrestling and getting to that and being involved in that was like uh, such a such a a great highlight and I love doing the Johnny Bad character. I mean, when you look at your career, people ask me, what did you like best doing? WCW was by far much better for me. Would Mm -hmm. I have changed anything? Absolutely not. I'm so glad that I did what I did. I I jumped ship. And um, even though my career didn't take off as well, like I said earlier, guys, all the different paths I took, good or bad, ended up to right where I am today. And it may have been a lot different if I didn't go to WWE. Well, you broke
1: a lot of ground too. just the the Johnny B. Bad character did, but also moving to the, you were, you were, uh, I believe the, the first talent to ever have a guaranteed contract. So you kind of like, you broke that mold too.
2: Yeah. I mean, we broke a glass ceiling with that, you know, because being the first one to get a guaranteed contract, not only that, I, you know, I got a huge signing bonus. Um, I, I was able to bring my, 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 my wife at the time, not my Mm ex-wife, but bring her with me, and travel all over the world with her. So there was a lot of things that, um, you know, that, that happened that normally wouldn't have happened before. And I remember telling Vince, you know, uh, I am not coming unless I get a, I got a guaranteed contract here. You know, I was offered a, a great contract to stay with WCW. And I said, you need to top that. And you need to bump it up every single year I'm with you. Plus I want a big signing bonus and, and he agreed to everything I asked for. So I can't, um, yes. nothing bad to say about that.
1: Well, and also you, you, you just, you ushered in an era that really helped a lot of future talents to be able to kind of negotiate those type of things. I mean, yes. you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of an industry changing moment right there. Um, I mean, which is a pretty big deal.
2: and Nick Foley went in just before I did and they got the old, uh, we're, we're here to give you an opportunity. That's it. Right. You know, and, um, you know, and then I came along, but I, I refused to do it uh without a guaranteed contract and thank god I did because I blew out my knee shortly after I got there and needed 8 months if I didn't have that guaranteed contract where I was making that big money um big money at that time you know um I mean I would have been it would have been very difficult to to um you know do what I did
0: as as a young kid when you when you blew out your knee and you came back and you you, you obviously had to change your 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 style of of wrestling because you were a little bit more high flying and stuff like that uh, I was really upset because I had your figure, and now you, you you started the boxing gimmick right and i was I was into like customizing figures. like I remember when Kane came along. I took like a, a Sid figure and clay and paint, and I, I used to like redo them. <laughs> wow. so I had to make I had to make boxing shorts for for the wild man <laughs> and and what's amazing. amazing The worst part was is that every time I moved your legs, they would just crack off because of the clay. <laughs> It was the worst. Yeah, so was it, was a, it, was a, it was a tuxedo match every time. I, it was a tuxedo yeah. match. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am so sorry for ruining your childhood.
0: <laughs> no, no. It, it's okay. It's okay. He does this every day. So
2: yeah, all the time. Fine. All See, the time. this is therapy right now. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. See?
0: I save. You're getting it out, man. I save money. Oh.
1: So I, I, have a, I have a question um, that, that's more of a, a comical one. Uh, but uh to you, what do you think was the uh, what was what was the the harder job to deal with digging swimming pools or the brawl for all <laughs>
2: good thing is i never got hurt in either one of them you know so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you lucked out some guys, really got, some guys got really messed up in the brawl for all and i yeah, man. I never even I, I can't remember hardly being punched in the face i mean because i was a boxer i was really elusive but i didn't have the same boxing skills i had when i was 20 years old you know i, <laughs> I you know i've had at that time i had five shoulder surgeries four elbow surgeries you know i never had the same uh I couldn't move the same way I did when I was younger, but I didn't make excuses. You know, it's one of those things that was not a great idea. And the reason I did it was because I just didn't back down from a challenge. I've always been like that. I was just, I think all the guys that did it were just tough guys because and I ain't saying nothing bad about nobody, but there was, everyone was all, all offered the opportunity to do it. And there's a lot of guys that wouldn't do it because they never wanted to risk their reputation of getting right. beat up on national TV. So anyone that did it had the balls to do it. Were the guys in the company that had the most balls to go out there and fight in front of everybody. Real fight. And
0: then and then you got to win and fight Butterbean. <laughs> well, you
2: you you Your had a Butterbean, right? I, I bought Butterbean in a tough man contest for the pay-per-view. Okay. Right. And he, he was a great guy. I gotta tell you, I to this day I, I really like uh bean. Um we had a funny quick funny story about the pay-per-view was um after I, I I think we went two or three rounds or whatever it was in the pay-per-view, and uh we had two stools. Okay, one stool was me, for me to sit on in between the rounds and one stool underneath the ring was a breakaway stool that when you hit him, it just shatters in pieces. It was made that way because the finish of the match was I was going to get disqualified for hitting him over the head with the, with the, with the stool, the, the wooden stool. And what happened was my corner man gave me the wrong stool. He <laughs> gave me to I sit on instead of the stool that breaks away. You cracked him so, in the bean with a real stool. <laughs> I hit him and it wouldn't break it. I mean, if you look at the paper, you can see I had to hit him yeah. again. And I hit him, I hit him as hard as I could again. And the only thing that came off, the top came off of it. It didn't splinter and shatter all over the place like it was supposed to. And and so that, that night we went out, we all went out to dinner, and Butterbean said to me, he Goes, hey, he goes, man, you really hit me hard with that stool. And I am so starved. Sorry, they gave me the wrong stool. He goes, he goes, Wow, I got a hard head because he actually still broke it.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh, man. I, I love. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so I, I could talk to you for. Yeah, I, we I feel like we could talk to you forever. Um, this is this has totally been awesome. Uh, we're going to take a, a pause here and we have to do our, uh, our sponsor thing. Um, we're sponsored by a company called Poddex. And it is a, uh, a company that kind of does. Have you ever played the game um, Cards Against Humanity? I, or heard have, of that game at all
2: I have not unfortunately all right
1: it's uh it's basically a card game where you're 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 given like phrases to finish or when you're guessing who on the table would have said something or things like that it It gets to be like really funny when you're with family and friends well it's a very similar thing with pod decks they they've come out with something for podcasters to help them kind of come up with questions, come up with topics to to talk about with their guests um as you've seen, we can talk forever. Got, and yeah, so we, we we have
0: verbal diarrhea, so we don't have a we don't have a problem.
1: But we are super proud that uh, we are sponsored by them. So uh, every interview that we do, or actually every podcast that we do, we pause for a second and we do a question from Poddex. So would you mind taking a question from the Poddex? We're going to grab a random one for you. Is that all right?
2: I believe it's probably gonna be a lot better than the seven ones you gave me before. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Uh, so Mark, we can do, uh, they have multiple decks. Uh, we have the, what the heck deck, the, would you rather deck? And then just, you know, basic, um, you know, interview decks. Uh, do you have a preference? Do you
2: have a favorite? Uh, Go with the interview deck.
1: Interview deck. You got it. Let's grab right from the middle here.
2: Now. This is also the part of the show
0: that we make fun of Jimmy because he can't <laughs> the part of He the can't show. shuffle very well. I cannot shuffle at all.
1: I lived in Vegas for a while and I cannot shuffle even a little. So like you'll see me kind of like I'll just do this. He does I'll, I'll he... do this. And then I'll hand it For to the, Mike. for the li-
0: <laughs> listeners only. Yeah, then he'll hand it to me. That's
1: for that's for our, our ASMR people. <laughs>
0: do the deck for the microphone.
1: Mike, however, has a pretty good shuffle
0: until he just dropped everything yeah, on the floor. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, all right. We're good. So you you can fan them out and let them. So pick. we're gonna
1: fan them out, and uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come up close to the camera, and I'm just gonna kind of move my hand over, and you're gonna pick your own question. Okay. You just tell me when to stop.
2: Okay. Stop.
1: All right, your question from pa- Poddex, powered by Poddex. Mark Merrill, what is your favorite body part about yourself?
2: Um, my favorite body part—I would have to say—my uh, arms. Huh? Go there on. we go. All right. <laughs> <Look at that.
1: laughs> I didn't even it. know we didn't even schedule a gun show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, thank you again to Poddex. Uh, don't forget to go to poddex.com, use the promo code BACON, 10% because off. everything's better with bacon. Indeed. And you get 10% off your Poddex order. And they have cool swag too. Yes, They've got indeed. some cool shirts and hats and, and whatnot. So definitely, definitely support those guys. It supports the show. And we appreciate that.
1: And looking at Mark's arms, I would say that uh, I wouldn't want to be in any kind of brawl for all. Uh, yeah, that's, it sounds like <laughs> a bad idea. In any way, way shape, <laughs> or form. Uh, how have you managed to, like, again, with as much traveling as you do, how have you managed to stay in such great shape um, through injuries and stuff like that? How are you How are you managing to kind of, like, stay in, like, you're in awesome shape, dude. <laughs> like
2: it's- you know, guys, I, I actually turned 61. I'll be 61 this coming summer. And nice. uh, I, I tell you, man, I, I feel like a kid. If, if if I didn't know I'd be sixty-one, I would say I was thirty-one. I feel it, you know, inside. Nice. Uh, I feel great. I, I I eat I I eat really well. I, I eat mean, smart, anyways. You know, um, the the key is is is, is uh, you know if I train three times a week, I don't train a lot. I don't I don't overtrain. But I the key to really staying healthy is is eating properly. And uh, of course, get my DDPY in Um, that Dallas has really developed a great program that's really good for your body and stretching and so on. And I also do a little strength training, too, to keep my joints and and still have some some muscle size. So I still enjoy that every now and then.
1: Nice, you Definitely fountain of youth. I can I can say that now if you I I would not have believed 61 at all.
2: Oh man, I tell you, it's it's crazy when I when I really think about it that and how fast time goes by. You know, it's like before you know it, you know, you, you're I'm gonna be seventy and and eighty, and then who knows?
1: <laughs> man, how much do you think mindset has to go with that too? Because again, you're know, such a positive person.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, and I should have mentioned that earlier. I, I tell you, I, I hit the ground running, man. I get up every morning around five five thirty. Um, I'm an early riser. I I love life, and I think. It shows in my attitude. It shows in my health, um, guys. You know, in 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 fourteen years of presenting, I have never been late or missed a show. Um, I I don't get sick. I'm blessed. I mean, thank God. I don't. I I just been blessed. Not that I won't ever get sick, but I just haven't. You know, uh, so I stay really healthy. And um, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've had surgeries. That's something I I have in control. I I have uh, four years ago. I had a new. Uh, I had a cow's veil put in my chest. I was actually born with two valves instead of three. And when they oh, found wow. out, it's so funny because when they found out, the doctor was like, wait a second, you played hockey, you played football, you boxed, and you wrestled? <laughs> <Crazy>. Yeah, <laughs> We got to give you a new heart. <laughs> you know, it's like.
1: wow when did you when did you find that out how long ago was it that you found Uh, that out
2: it was about um gosh six or seven years ago and then every year i'd go to the cleveland clinic and they do all these tests on me to decide they always knew i'd be eventually getting a new heart valve Mm -hmm. it's a matter of time and then um the the last time i went was the time they said it's time it was leaking so badly my heart so they put a new cow's veil in. And guys, I'll tell you, if I didn't have this scar on my chest, I would never know there was anything different in my life. There's no, no, there's no pain. There's no no I wouldn't even know it. I mean, I train really hard. I, I do everything I the normal person would do. And um I'm just grateful. I wow, am guys, it's it's like I said, it's an attitude of gratitude. Every day I'm just blessed. I really, really feel like I am blessed in life. I'm happy. And, um, I just want to, you know, go as long as I can go.
1: That's outstanding. Um, we are coming up on the one hour mark, so I don't want to keep it too long. Uh, this has been, like I said, we could talk to you forever. This has been such an awesome, uh, I like, I'm grateful for you doing this with us. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. This has been really cool. Um, it's been really, uh, uplifting for me. Just preparing for this interview, yeah. seeing everything that you've been doing, and um, like, I, I I ordered your book because I want to be the happiest person on the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, I I love that a post it note was what was how you you know like you put a post it note on your computer and said I'm writing a book. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's awesome. You you've inspired me. You've been inspiring, and uh, it's just so cool to see everything that you've been doing. And talking to you just backs up everything like yeah. thank you so much for for hanging out with us for this hour it's been super cool
2: guys you do a great job i'm really i'm really blessed to have been on your show and um i look forward to coming on the future maybe next time you'll have seven better questions than you had this time right? <laughs> we'll
1: work on the questions we'll work, work on it.
2: them. it's a new thing
0: it's, <laughs> he, he was he was saying to me because we were working on it for a little while and he was like I think we should. Uh, uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, he's like, yeah. "I think maybe we should switch one of the questions." Like, no, no, <laughs> this is it. This is
2: the. They I, was, do, guys, they I, just, I just don't want you to lose that, that 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 sponsor. Okay, they're great. <laughs> okay. pod deck is great, man.
0: <laughs> but Mark, uh, last question. This is an easy one. Where can people find out about you? About Think Pause. Yes. About Champion of Choices. All of that great stuff. Where can they find that?
2: Oh, guys, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm just at Mark Merrow. Mark is with a C, M-A-R-C-M-E-R-O. And, of course, our, our YouTube channel is The Mark Merrow. And, uh, of course, Facebook, I'm there, you know, with a bunch of followers. So it would be great. I try to put really positive stuff up uh, as much as, as possible. And you can always private message me, and I'll do my best to get back to you.
1: That's awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much. And, uh, I think we've discovered if I've learned anything, I've learned that, uh, Mark Merrill life is your bacon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> There's some bacon for you right there. Okay? There, it is. Oh, there it is. The gun show
0: <laughs> twice. Two gun shows. Two I gun love shows. it. Guys,
1: thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We can't thank Mark Miro enough. This has been super cool. Um, you can find myself and Mike on our uh, Twitters and Facebooks as well.
0: At um, Bacon is my pod. At
1: Bacon is my pod. So please find us there. Check out our music projects as well. Something Bacon Heavy, crazy, Strange, Bacon is My Passion. Strange,
0: um, oh, I'm sorry, BaconSquarePodcast.com.
1: Yeah, you can find all that stuff. Pick up a uh, uh, What's Your Bacon t-shirt and uh, and use the hashtag What's Your Bacon and let us know that you're talking about it. If you have any questions for us, if you have any questions that maybe we can send to Mark because it seems like he's incredibly good at getting back to people and, and continuing conversation. I hope this is the first of many times that we actually get to interact with you. This has been super fun. And uh, we look forward to seeing everything that you do. Uh, look forward to when you can commence being in front of crowds again. We hit the road uh, again. Hopefully, road we again. can yes. we can catch it, and uh, we'll we'll definitely do this again uh, sometime soon. Hopefully, yeah. So, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, guys. Thank you man. Mark. Again, thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Uh, bless your stay on. We're gonna sign off. If you have one final message for all the listeners, please go ahead. The floor is yours, and then and then we'll be out.
2: Oh, guys, you know, I I often leave a a podcast with just saying that, you know, the best chapters of your life are about to be written, but you have to realize that you are the author, and every day you could write a new page, and those new pages, they become your new chapters, and just because many of you out there have had some bad chapters, (laughs) just like me, it doesn't mean it's the end of the story. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Never, ever give up. Ah,
1: Amazing. Thank you so much, Mark. See you you later, people. We'll see you next time.